My guest today is a great singer, songwriter, and guitar player who has a brand new album coming out on October 7th called Away You'll Never Be, and he'll be hitting the road with Marillion and Stephen Wilson later this year in the U.S. Please to welcome John Wesley. Hey, Roy, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. Well, uh, thanks for uh, some time for the interview. Are you uh, in Tampa right now in the U.S.? Are you traveling or what, what's going on? Yeah, I'm in Tampa. I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't go out on tour until about October 20th, I think. So I'll be home to then. Let's talk a little about the new album and uh, sure. and sort of what's going on. You know, compared to the last one, this seems a little bit heavier, darker. Guitars are like really up front and and yeah. and loud. Um, so I'm assuming that was sort of a deliberate approach. What what happened there? You know, developmental approach. I tell people there's always been two sides to my playing. Um, I started out as a guitar player that wrote uh, lyrics but never sang them, and um, you know, in the early 90s, I started writing songs for myself, but they were very singer-songwriter oriented. And so uh, uh, I had this one side of me that was this real rock prog guitar player, you know, playing Floyd and Rush. And then there's this other side of me that was writing Simon and Garfunkel kind of stuff, you know. So it took years through through the development of my career to bring those two sides together. And the last three records really started to do that. The Lilypad Suite got, you know, a little edgier. Um, there were some elements on Shiver that were pretty edgy. And then uh, when Disconnect came together, it was kind of weird because I was working with a producer, a co-writer at the time named Dean Tidy, who kind of worked did a lot of work with uh, uh, George Martin and Giles Martin. And so he had a real pop sensibility and he was a, a London session player, you know, he toured with feeder. And so, you know, in elements where I would start to head really guitaristic and really into my kind of natural place, he would kind of reel me in the other direction. Mm. And so that's why the last two records were, you know, weren't as, as aggressive and dark and guitar-y as this one. And so once I sat back, uh, after disconnect, I thought, you know, this time I'm, uh, Actually, it was Thomas who said, you know, John, there's this thing happening with you. And if you just went with it, I think we could get a really neat record out of you if you just didn't restrict yourself, you know. So, uh, you know, Thomas kind of made that, uh, I don't know, say, you know, kind of shine that light on it. And so when I sat down to write this record, uh, no holds were barred, you know. Um, I did the things that I wanted to do the most. I'd, I have a routine. I'd go back. I'd sit in the, in the, in the room with all my stuff. And I would pick up the guitars that that would uh, make me want to play, and almost inevitably, it's either a PRS or a Les Paul through a Marshall, you know. Right. And uh, so the acoustic guitar singer songwriter thing has, you know, lyrically that sensibility and that depth is is there, but musically, I've, I was able to connect those two elements into my electric guitar. Yeah, I think the first single, uh, By the Light of a Sun, caught everybody by surprise and, and said, yeah. wow, this is killer. Like, yeah. that, it's not a technical, crazy riff, but it sure. really rocks. Like, and, and, yeah. and the production, everything about it was solid. Yeah, and that, that was the idea. Well, you know, once that track came together, I was like, this, this really opens the door you know, to people seeing what's, what's, what's really in there. So. Very cool. Um, you know, when you write... Uh, well, you were saying it's it's for this album mostly just on guitar, but you know, do you write fifty songs or you know a hundred ideas and then start you know dissecting them, or or does it come quick and you finish a song? What's what's the process there? Um, I don't write a mass quantity. 
um, I discard ideas very quickly. Uh, I'll know whether an idea, uh, I have a real, real refined editing process. So when I'm working on an idea, uh, nine times out of 10, uh, you know, after the first day or two of working on it, I'll know whether it's going to develop into something. So the songs that, you know, ended up being on the record, those are ideas that, that they, you know, they had something going for them. And then at that point, I'll take my time and dev- and let them develop. Um, but uh, it's not like I'll develop, you know, 50 or 100 songs. Uh, the editing process is very quick. I think there was only two or three things that got to the very final stages that didn't end up on the record because by then I'd, I'd weeded it out. You know what uh, else is interesting about the album, and I ne- almost never ask this, mm-hmm. is the cover art. Sure. Uh, it's this this one stands out almost as if it it's like the record and the music coming into the picture you know you know it it seems to fit more than many albums that i've seen uh, yes i think musically so how how did that come about and was that an idea you had or, or you saw a picture somewhere how, what was the story well I, i'm lucky to have been working with a really talented designer uh carl glover who actually did, you know, my first album cover, he did Disconnect, he's done some other things. And he's very intuitive. And so when I described to him the record, described to him the themes, the stuff I was going through, he sent me four or five ideas. And within that first set of ideas, that picture was in there. And I just looked at it and everything was like, that's it. Boom. That says everything. You know, because there's a lot of burning inside some of the characters on, on the record. And it was like, wow, that's it. Yeah, that's so, cool. That doesn't happen a lot. Sometimes you, you end up settling for, you know, a picture of a tree or, you know, yeah. something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm very fortunate with Carl. He he really pays attention to what you tell him and he really seeks images that is are that convey your idea. And and I have a really strong sense of that lyrically and, and stuff like that. So for me that whole process is really important. You know, you happen to be really fortunate with the tours that that you got coming up. I mean, you're you're going on yeah. on the road with Marillion, and, and they got a big record coming out. I actually just spoke with Pete uh, and did a, a phone call with him just before oh, I got cool. on with you. So, cool. um, and of course, Stephen, who you have a long history with, but you have a long history yep. with Marillion as well. So, who for those that don't know, sort of your storied past with Marillion and Stephen quickly, you know, because I don't want to sure. take up too much of your time on that, but. Let, how how those come about and was it simply you know them and, and that's how the the tour happened or or what happened um well you know i hooked up with the, uh the marillion guys in 1992 um i'd come off the road uh playing in south florida a lot actually in, in a band that was trying to get a deal in the 80s and we put one indie record out and i was in a kind of a time where i i was a single dad taking care of my daughter i was broke and a friend of mine called me up and said look man i, I i'm off i've got a gig as a drum tech with this band coming over from England, they need a guitar tech. And I'm like, man, I've never done that before. I don't know how to do it. And he goes, you play guitar, right? I said, yeah. He goes, take the gig, it pays. And I needed the money really bad, so I just took the gig. And um, I met the guys, and we hit it off on the very first day. And uh, three days later, I was opening the shows as the uh, opening act for the rest of the tour. I borrowed Pete's, actually Pete's acoustic, and would go out and uh, open the shows every night. And that relationship grew, and I did over 350 shows as their opening act through the years. And uh, we hadn't toured together for a while, so uh, I ran into Lucy and Ian uh, uh, last year in Orlando, and, and they were like, hey, 
we're coming over next year. You want you want you want to have a go? And I'm like, oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah. And it was through them um, that I met a producer who produced uh, one of my albums in the late '90s, uh, and he turned me on to Fish, uh, the old singer from Marillion. And I played guitar for Fish for three years. And through that relationship, I got to know Stephen. And that's how, you know, Steven and I became friends and eventually ended up in Porcupine Tree. Well, that's wild stories. How, uh, you know, one meeting becomes another meeting and then yeah. you know, now you're on tour with, uh, with both of them. Um, yeah. What kind of stuff can people expect on, on the shows? Uh, you know, a lot of the new record or, uh, and I'm assuming, do you have a full band going on with you or? No, um, neither tour uh, is able to accommodate a full band. Okay. Um, at, and that's one of the reasons I get the call is uh, I've always been able to pull it off either way with a full band or solo and, and, and make it an interesting gig. Um, typically, I'd always take out acoustic guitar uh, when I used to do that. But uh, in the last few years, I developed a gig where I would do some looping and, and play electric guitar. Cool. And now technology's gotten to the point where I can do some looping um, and combine some tracks. So I've got some surprises in store to where I'm going to do some solo electric guitar, where it'll be just me and the electric uh, and then I'm going to do a little bit of looping and then I'm going to, um, kind of freak everyone out and, and play with some full band tracks. So it'll be a neat thing. I never asked you before, cause we've spoken before, uh, mm-hmm. anything about, uh, your work with Porcupine Tree and, and, and some of the stuff you did, did with them and going out on tour. Um, you know, how much involvement did you have in any of the studio stuff or was it, was it for the most part, you know, uh, backing vocals and, and some extra guitar work or were you ever involved in in sort of the uh early stages of an album or writing sessions or anything no uh, steven really keeps that uh very very to himself uh actually even the other band members in the early stages aren't involved it's it's mostly steven will always come up with the core set of ideas and then he being in england when they would get ready to record you know um he would involve them in, in a little bit of the writing process uh, me being over here, I was never involved in the writing process. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. And so, I mean, it was usually written um, in the last few albums. Uh, long story, but Steven uh, liked the way I got guitar sounds when I record. So he would come over here and we would do guitars together uh, here in Tampa for the last few records and uh, his first few solo records. And uh, But that was about it, you know, backing vocals, guitars, whatever he needed. You know, he really, uh, he has a very strong vision and he really doesn't need anyone else to, you know, to, uh, to help him with that vision on record. So, yeah. You know, what do you do when, uh, you're not writing or recording? What's sort of your, uh, spare time, you know, hobbies? Um, I ride motorcycles a bit and then, uh. Well, you living in Florida, you might understand this. I, 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 I'm really involved in the shooting sports. Okay. Uh, there's some action pistol stuff uh, that I'm extremely involved in for about the last 24, 25 years. Plus, I've, I've got a four-year-old son. so That keeps <laughs> you busy. Eats, that eats up all my time. <laughs> but, That's uh, cool. Well, uh, cool, man. Listen, uh, I will see you uh, on the road I, uh, when you come here with Steven and uh, yeah, good luck with the album, man. I think it's going to do well. I think everybody's really excited about it right now. Yeah, it feels, I'm getting a really good vibe out of it. And uh, you know, so hopefully we can keep that going and uh, thanks man. All right, man. Be in touch. We'll Bye. catch you soon. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thanks to John for the interview. We're going to close with the opening track from Away You'll Never Be. This is By the Light of a Sun. For upcoming news and interviews, please check theprogreport.com, follow us on Facebook, at The Prog Report on Twitter, or download the podcast on iTunes. Thanks. Thanks.